Welcome to the Gregarious Melbourne Podcast. This is Chris. And in this interview, I speak to Rachel Bocardo, the country manager for IO GmbH or IO Limited or however you want to think of the GmbH. You may not have heard of IO, but you will have definitely heard of some of their products. They are the creators of Adblock Plus. Uh, they are also now the creators of Flatter and then feeding into all of that, the Acceptable Ads Network. And I think this is an interesting conversation. This has been part of a few conversations I've been having with uh, people recently that are sort of slowly dripping out around the funding of content, the funding of open source, the funding of people's creative pursuits beyond advertising, I suppose. Um, the interesting thing about Adblock Plus is how they actually do have adverts, but only certain types of adverts. And this has been sometimes controversial, and we dig in a little bit to this topic in the interview. But uh, yeah, I'll leave you to listen and make up your own minds. So this is uh, with Rachel Bricardo of IO. Yeah, so uh, I've been working for IO for the past uh, three years okay. or so. And I started with my role as a community manager. So basically, um, that was a very new role. I was focusing on social media, marketing, PR afterwards, and then I started to um, represent us in conferences mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And just recently, I'm switching my role to a country manager, so focusing our efforts in a um, holistic approach for very specific markets mm -hmm. to, uh, to listen to uh, users' needs in a specific uh, region. Or so, so that's uh, that's going to be the the new focus okay. um, uh, for my my role here at IO. Your name is. My name is Rachel. I think I, I, think I actually I actually said that, but anyways. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, so, even though a lot of people probably know some of your products, uh, probably a lot of people don't necessarily know IO, and I didn't. And I definitely heard of your two main products. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's go back a step. And I actually found there is a one of the frequently asked questions in a website is like, what happened between these? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, so your two main products are, um, and I'm going to have to be very, very careful here because it's very easy to get them mixed up. Adblocker. Adblock Plus. Plus. Because there's two that are very similar. So you've yes, got to make sure are. you get the right one. Yeah, yeah. And Flatter. And flatter, and then kind of the network that underpins those, which we'll, we'll come to in a minute, which right. is a product of sorts. And mm. um, so people probably know those. I, I, I mean, I would anticipate that a lot of people didn't necessarily realize there was a company behind those, as opposed to just one person or a handful of people or something like that. Mm. So when did um, ABP transition into a company, and why? Okay, so in. 2011 was when it was transitioned into a company. So Adblock Plus was created in 2006. Mm. Um, so also fairly. Yeah. Fairly, in terms of technological terms, fairly old. Yeah, fairly yeah. old. Uh, but it was uh, um, Vladimir Palant was, was the creator of it, and he was doing that as a hobby, mm -hmm. right? And then um, in 2011... Uh, we decided to uh, say, hey, we can do this uh, as a sustainable business and, and try to encourage, you know, people to 
think mm -hmm. of more responsible ways of uh, creating advertising, and that's how we uh, we created the uh, what is known as acceptable ads, which is an initiative uh, that has a strict criteria. Um, for advertising based on research we've done with our users in, in a public forum and then companies would have to comply with this mm -hmm. criteria and and that's how we make our business now sustainable because uh, we can um, get a share uh, from the companies that is only like 10% and 90% of the companies mm -hmm. that uh, join that is for free so medium and uh, smaller uh, websites are um, also welcome to join and is that initiative has that been since 2011 I feel, I feel like that's been more recent uh, 2011 okay yeah so that's when we became a business but then the the uh, is it ethical ads initiative no acceptable ads acceptable ads initiative yes that's, that's quite that's more recent though isn't it uh, no that's oh, okay. uh, that's it's been there for a while it's just that people um Got to know that uh, through random sources. I don't know how, however they did, but it, we've always been transparent okay. about that. And so. I mean, so let's let's dig into this a bit more because this is sort of an interesting idea that people have tried, and it's obviously been at least moderately successful. And you can go into as much detail as you like about how successful it's been or not, um, depending on how you what you like to talk about. <laughs> um, you know, I, in my tech journalism side, I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure all of it is ad supported, um, and ignoring maybe Medium, mm. where I have done a couple of posts through the membership program, but not very many, um, and I've also worked in sites that for sites that try to transition to something else in a, instead of just pure advertising and it was always a challenge um, and we could argue that maybe there's too much content on the internet which is some of the reason that the, it's hard to convince people to pay for it because they can just get it somewhere else whereas if mm. there was less content and maybe less but more quality people would be willing to pay more for it um, we could also argue that maybe it benefits especially in um broader media, the incumbents, like older newspapers and things like that already have audiences from years ago. You know, if they said we're changing the subscription model, they're going to have better luck at getting people to go along with it because they already have a reader base. And newspapers have followed a subscriber model for years, centuries anyway. Um, but I sort of feel like from, from memory that this idea of having kind of a sanctioned advertising list was somewhat controversial. I don't know with who, probably more with advertisers and the publishers than the readers. Um, like how, I suppose, uh, you mentioned like small and medium sites. So yeah. I guess who, who would be, are there any kind of big sites that are using this initiative, however we want to clarify what big means, but like very well-known sites that are using exclusively or semi-exclusively the, the particular network. Uh, th that join the Acceptable yeah. Ads program, yeah. you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah we have uh, uh, a lot of bigger partners, okay. but uh, that's something that we don't, we don't really talk about our partners. Uh, 
to be honest. But uh, we we do have like uh, bigger bigger mm. companies there uh, that are that joined the Acceptable Ads initiative, and that um, uh, many of us uh, use. Okay. Probably. And uh, is it has it has it been enough for those partners to replace what they used to have? Enough in what sense? In terms of revenue. Uh, yes, it's yeah. it's been going great. It's uh, it's a it's a great uh, program for for everyone. I would say for for users for for companies, and I would say that for the web, that because this is one of the ways that we found. Um, to bring more sustainability, right? Because um, unfortunately, ads went to a very wrong path. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing inherently right. wrong with advertising. It's just the way that it's gone. <laughs> right. And I think like blocking everything is not a, a, a solution no. that is sustainable. So I think this is, this is a way that we found that could benefit um, everyone for the month, for the lo- long run, of course. And then we come back to um, another solution that you mentioned in the very beginning, which is called Flatter. Um, Let's come back to Flatter in a minute because I'd like to go into a bit yeah, more detail. sure. Um, so firstly, <laughs> just from a, I guess, a sort of semi-technical perspective or whatever, is there a way that publishers can say, we'll show these ads for most people... And we'll show you these ads for people who have ad blocker have ad blocker plus enabled. No, no, or is it one? Just no, one it's just yeah. one criteria for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing different, and there's no money that will buy different things mm-hmm. uh, here and there. It's like the same All criteria yeah. for everyone, yeah. and then we have um, a threshold like uh, ten million impressions. I think that that's when we we start to uh, a month a year. I believe, yeah. Don't take that as. That's quite high. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a high. um, uh, That's why we. uh, I mean, I think this is a way that we can get everybody on board. You know, that's uh, that it's not. The ten million is the minimum to entry to be signed up. No, no, no. Like that's when you start to. uh, That's when we get a share, Ah, which is only. 10% 10% of the, the websites that join the program. Okay, okay, all right, okay. But but anybody who matches the criteria could join even if it's 10 Everybody, it, just, exactly. Yeah. Everyone okay. can join the criteria. It's like uh, no. if you fulfill the criteria, which is the same for everyone, you're in the program. And uh, and so for the publisher side, what is, what, what is that? What are, are those criteria? Yeah, what are those criteria? For the publisher side? Yeah. Uh, well, you have like, I don't know, I can list uh, several types of uh, criteria that we have, but uh, you're welcome to go to the website and check out. But I can give you an example. So um, animated banners, uh, video ads, um, these are not, um, let's say, acceptable from, from our users. And I think it's also important to mention that um, previously we, we have built this uh based on uh, the user's preference mm-hmm. and now we have a complete independent uh, committee that has um, uh, members from uh, u- representing the users, representing uh, academics, representing mm-hmm. uh, the industry and so on and so forth. Okay. So that will decide yeah. um, and look at uh, the in the more holistic approach and what is uh, best. Okay, 
That, I think that that's interesting and important because that would probably be one of the main criticisms of like who decides. Exactly, <laughs> and, and I mean, I think that's a very valid point, right? Mm. Uh, it it took us to some time to get there, but I think that's a very successful uh, achievement mm. of ours to to hand this over to some to uh, something completely independent mm. that will, you know, guide the uh, the criteria. And, and then, from the advertiser's perspective. Um, is it just you who supplies ads or do you input from various networks? And I guess they also... No, we, we, we don't really, we don't supply ads. Okay. Like we, we just, uh, we established the criteria. And I think this is actually a very important point to mention that uh, we are, we've been created by users and mm. we are still here because of users. And the most important uh, and valued valuable point for us is that users are in control so acceptable ads is an initiative that we think is sustainable for the web but it's like the users are always in control so they can always uh disable that and just surf the web as they want with okay no so this is something that um we've we we've had the experience of having like um a lot of media, bad media yeah, on yeah. us. And, and, and this is something that a lot of people just don't mention, that, that the user is uh, always in control. If they don't want to see that... I, I mean, I, I get it because it's one of those things where it's like the... the <clears throat> in some respects, I see it similar to like the Apple defense of like, well, sorry, um, uh, law enforcement, we don't have it, you know, kind of thing of like... Maybe not, but anyway, <laughs> this aspect of like it's up to the user, but the fact is, well, not the fact, but the probable probable fact is that most users will just opt out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, like if I was to use Adblocker Plus, Plus, and now I've kind of dug into it a bit more, I, it sounds a lot to me because obviously I work for ad supported media. I don't want to block everything. It's mm-hmm. it's a, a negative effect to me, but. I have that perspective of that I get paid out of advertising. So, of course, I want to support it some way, but I also acknowledge that some advertising, including on some of the sites I work for, is way over the top. (laughs) So, so, but not everyone has that perspective. A lot of people don't care or don't know or, or don't think about it as if I block everything, then that means that you know, this site that I like and I want to support is, is not getting anything either. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So I, it, I, it's an interesting balance, I suppose. It's an interesting balance. And, and I think it's, it's, I mean, I think it's a hot topic mm. because, you know, like you, you have the user side and then you have the publisher side and then trying to find a middle ground there is, um, it's a difficult task, mm-hmm. but, um, we're, we're up for the challenge and we're, we're very happy yeah. to help and represent um, uh, the user and also uh, making sure that we're not, um, uh, excuse my, my terminology, screwing up publishers. Like We, yeah. we do want to, to make sure that we have uh, well, I'm sure quality. you. I'm sure you do. But it's this whole aspect of encouraging the users to think the same. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. not like people people like free stuff all the time, yeah. right? And I mean, uh, reality is that it takes resources to to yeah. you know to yeah. to write to, to yeah. have and a again, good for journalism the, for the quality and, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 50, so fifty bucks an article 
doesn't equal necessarily good journalism. Yeah, exactly. So it's... Okay, three more questions on this and then we'll dig into the, the flatter stuff because I'm actually very interested in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, so with the tailoring, does that also let users tailor the sorts of ads, like uh, adult content or... I mean, maybe adult content's a bad one, maybe you don't have um, that at all, but you know what I mean. Nothing about content. It's okay. just about the size, the yeah. format, and, and the content is a very different topic. And can publishers tweak that side? Like, so, you know, I don't want to have a gambling ad on my site or, or whatever. I think that's going to be on the publisher's um, side. More. And there's, so there's a separate kind of tool. Yes, yeah, it's that's something different okay. that we um, do. And then, um, do you also does do you also uh, handle that or s- solve that other side of advertising that is kind of the big issue at the moment in terms of tracking and things like that? Uh, are ads just ads on that site, or are there also cookies that kind of track behaviors around the network? Uh, we do have uh, uh, specific filter lists for uh, specific uh, concerns. So, for example, uh, easy privacy that you can uh, okay. actually use it. But you, it's, it's important that users know that like the, the acceptable ads, they, they are being tracked. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to be tracked, they have to disable that. Um, but that's a very specific topic that uh, we also handle that to the... the independent committee so mm-hmm. that you have people that are more experienced with with those topics and they will make um, sure uh, a good decision for okay. all. and then finally so if i go to a site that's let's say let's say fairly well known uh, i don't want to pick any examples because they may find that they're actually already a member so, <laughs> so just, just generic large site uh, and i have adblocker plus on and you know i it's not showing any ads and as it's being deployed increasingly commonly it says you've got an ad blocker on uh, whatever the message may be (laughs) so as this is a browser extension do you do anything like um, server mention like uh, no we'll sort of even even like adding an extra prompt I mean it's hard to detect quite if if that sort of message is being shown because you don't exactly know um, what's being rendered on the page but Mm. to say you know hey this site is is not showing anything because you've got an ad blocker on. Because you're using us, how about you try contacting them and encouraging them to become a member of a better ad network or something like that instead of just telling you not to. Well, we we do try, you know, on on both ends to to try to you know educate users. Hey, we we do need. Um, good quality content need resources and this is like the publisher's right mm-hmm. right and at the same time we try to talk to publishers and say hey uh, we have a, a good solution for you here as well mm-hmm. um, but it's not everybody that listens to no, us no, right? sure. <laughs> especially the larger ones because I, I guess <sighs> realistically you could possibly say that they would have a I don't know. It's so hard to say with advertising because there's so many of these junky ads that you just think, like, do these work? <laughs> I guess you wouldn't be serving them if they didn't, but I don't know anybody who clicks them. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, advertising is a big con, really. You're just kind of, like, hoping you're convincing someone else that by telling someone else, by telling someone else that someone will buy something at some point. <laughs> and I yeah. really, it's such a small percentage that, especially with online advertising, I've mm. been constantly waiting for the whole thing to just 
bottom to fall. <laughs> I don't want to realise that no one is really buying anything, but it hasn't happened yet, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, which is which? Which I guess leads us nicely on to Flatter. I mean, Flatter is um, is also reasonably well established. It's not particularly new. No, it's not particularly yeah. new. I mean, we've changed um, a few things here and there that um, make a difference in, in the end about the product. It mm. used to be a button yeah. where you clicked yeah. on it, yeah. and then now it's uh, automatic. Ah, okay. Right. Well, this is interesting. Let's let's go back yeah, a step now because sure. the last time I looked at it, it was a button, which you know you have to add to things. There's a lot of people who have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even adding like shared or Reddit is a bit obscure to a lot of people. So adding yeah. a flatter button is. Um, and I would say that it was probably one of the earlier ideas in this attempt to get people to kind of self-contribute to to content and not just mm-hmm. articles, but also videos, GitHub, whatever it may be. Um, but now there's been a whole new wave of these and it sounds like you've kind of caught up. Well, I don't say caught up because I don't know when you did it, but... Uh, doing something similar, shall we say, to some of those other ideas now, the things like the Brave browser, mm-hmm. Satoshi Pay. Um, I actually uh, interviewed a couple of weeks ago the, the CTO of Ripple, and he's leaving to do another project that does this sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. Because I think everyone realized you have to just make it seamlessly easy. Right. Getting people to click on something. Yeah, don't it's do an it. extra step. So, so even and installing a browser extension is yeah. an extra step. Yeah. And that, but that's about the lowest bar you can get to, really. Yeah. So it's short of something like Brave, which is pre-baked in, but that's a real minority browser. So right. um, as interesting as it is, it's like even Opera is not particularly big, you know, yeah. <laughs> out of the main ones. So, yeah, tell us, tell, tell us. <laughs> Ghost person here. Tell me um, <laughs> about how uh, how it used to work and, and what it was, and then when and why it transitioned. Um, okay, so as you've mentioned, the, the easier the, ba- the, the yeah. better, right? So I think that this is what we try to do with everything that we're we're doing. Like we're, we're trying to make it simpler all the time. So from the button, uh, Flatter was not part of IO. Uh, back mm-hmm. then, okay. and then uh, my, um, my CEO Tilfaida met them in a conference, um, which is uh, Linus Olsen, the creator of uh, Flatter, together with uh, Peter Zunda. Finnish or he's uh, Swedish. He's, oh, Swedish. Al- he's also the founder of uh, Pirate Bay. Oh, okay. There's another very famous Linux, yeah. so I just went for the Finnish connection. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they met, and then we, we have this, of course, we have this uh, problem that we're trying to find, to to solve, which is how we can actually make the, the web mm. more fair and more profitable, right? And then Flatter just came in as pretty handy as, like, a, a solution for that. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and conversation goes on, and all right, let's make Flatter um, automatic and make it easier for users to uh, simply fund what they what they like, and uh, also to make the the creators you know receive that in a much easier way as so well. It's also a browser extension, I guess. That's it's the also a browser extension. Yeah. Right. So how 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 does that work? How do I set it up? And what do I fund it with? And and how do I top it up? 
Uh, how how does the payment mechanism okay. work? Um, sure. Just just to let you know, we're at the moment flatter. We're trying to focus in a very specific mm-hmm. market, and, and and podcaster is like well, one of them. All right. Okay. And then um, yeah, but basically the the idea of flatter is that we have there's an ecosystem that you have to have the creators sign up. Yeah. And the contributors signing up as well so you have you need both for for it to work and then a creator it takes like two minutes you just uh, uh put your website there you validate it and and then that's it and then for the contributor side you just you have to also just put your email add your bank account install the extension of course mm. previous to that and then that's it. And then you browse the web and then there's an algorithm that will calculate the interaction and the time you spend on the website. That's when the flatter starts to be generated. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the website starts to get funded to get the contributions from the user. So let's say there's a minimum of $3 per month. Okay. Um, and then you visit, I don't know, you have a specific, your favorite podcaster. That you is that three dollars go to you or? And yeah, I'll just okay. uh, finish. And then you read a specific The Guardian. I don't know whatever. And then you just check out uh, different websites. Uh, these this money will be split up to uh, the amount of time and interaction you have with this website. So these three dollars would be split to what you actually consumed. All right. So it's a, it's a minimum or a maximum of three dollars. Minimum. And it, uh, it's like, I mean, as, as a user, but as a user, can I cap it? Like, so I say I spend 24 hours a day on the web and then suddenly it's like a hundred dollars or something. And that's too much for me. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can you ask your question again? I'm trying to, cause you said it's a minimum of $3. There's a minimum of $3. And then it keeps going. It keeps so, going. So every month it will, you will, but I mean, it's flexible. You can just get out of it you can just come back of it but it's um it's a monthly subscription also it changes each month no every no. month is like three three dollars uh the least but what could it go up to uh there's no no limit it's it's up to you you're the one that's going to set that up so i set my maximum limit yeah you and then it. right and then that amount yeah exactly okay okay, okay. exactly okay so i could make it Three dollars one cent, or I could make it three hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. And again, what are the the sort of sorts of the sorts of publishers that you've managed to encourage to sign up to this? Thing? Um. So there is about thirty thousand websites subscribed to it. If I'm not wrong, yeah, something like that. Um. Uh, but. Not really the biggest. I mean, we mm. are in conversations yeah, with yeah. really yeah. big publishers, yeah. uh, but uh, still, like, on the way to getting more people on board, of mm. course. I mean, <clears throat> actually, I had, this, I had this kind of idea years ago of, um, and, and, and maybe if, if all these ideas work out, there's no reason it couldn't happen in 10 years of, like, literally an extra tax you pay to your ISP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do whatever you like download stuff stream stuff read stuff listen to stuff mm-hmm. and that extra tax is distributed amongst all the creators that you uh, this is a very high pie in the sky idea but, you know, but actually uh, at the moment people are testing this similar sort of idea but with the browser instead which you know is effectively how most 
of your content is consumed anyway. And if in the future you had like, instead of paying a Netflix amount, it was done through Flutter or, or whatever else as well. I mean, in theory, if, in theory, when there's a critical mass, this could be possible. And I wonder, because like Flutter has been around for a little while, some other ideas for this have been around for a little while, but they've always been in very niche circles. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if, um, thanks to various occurrences from the past year, (laughs) I would say, uh, that maybe now this is starting to be spoken about in more mainstream circles. And not now, but maybe in a few years, this actually will be something that more people do Mm -hmm. and more kind of mainstream sites and mainstream people do because now they are starting to think about privacy and security, which are somewhat um, reactions to the fact that sites have to use so much crappy advertising Mm -hmm. to make any revenue. And then that kind of unfortunately equals the negative side of that. Uh, And that bothers them. So they want to see what they can do to fix that, which means blocking ads. But then people say, oh, well, you know, people deserve to get paid. And now, oh, there's an easier to use way of letting that happen. And maybe now the ball starts really rolling and and snowballing to Mm -hmm. make this a more normal thing to do as opposed to kind of hacker communities and niche communities and things like that. I don't know. Do you feel like now is a very good time for these ideas to to really push into more mainstream? I think not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually think um, it will, to to get mainstream for this, it will have to start in niches, you know, like we... But they already have been in niches for a little while. Yeah, but I think it, it will take some time for it to become like really mainstream. So I think, uh, there, there should be some time until it becomes like mainstream. I, I don't really think there is a solution that will come and be like, you know, like, oh, let's pay, um, a subscription for the web. Let's call it like that. I think that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I think it will really, come from these very tryouts and like the more people join, the more people like, and then mm. it will happen eventually. But, uh, um, no, I, I cannot see that happening right now. Okay. I, I, I sort of think that there may be a, a few more push, um, there's these concepts of, of trying to encourage people to do the right thing, but often that actual switch comes from something else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, we tried for decades to, probably not decades, but for the past decade to make people think about privacy mm-hmm. and it didn't really matter. But then a big event happened, has happened, is happening yeah, yeah, that yeah. has made people go, oh, yeah, and, privacy okay, it matters. And, and it wasn't <laughs> what we were doing really. And it wasn't anything we did, but it still was a consequent success <laughs> so mm-hmm. that more people are talking about it now and sometimes you know your your wins come from the places you don't expect mm-hmm. um and and you know like uh, maybe we um we see that so many we are really seeing that so many large publishers are struggling that they just say well 
this isn't working, so why not just try something like this? And it's like, well, if you want to keep reading The Guardian, you have to sign up to Flatter. Yeah, and people is, say, oh, yeah. well, I never thought about it before, but why not? You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is that like people want to do their own um, revenue model. You know, like, it's yeah. just like everyone, know, like, all the publishers, yeah. okay, now we want our own yeah. thing. So that's a really difficult... Um, um, it's it's hard to break this that mindset, you know. It's it's just because that's how it works, yeah. and no, that's know. reality. And it's common in the tech space as well. It's like you know, you could say, well, flat is a good idea, brave is a good idea, blah 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 is a good idea. Why do you work together? Well, because well, we've got our own idea. Exactly. No, we've got our own idea, and I think yeah. that's like a, also like a really yeah. big obstacle for for it, getting flatter and more mainstream. Although yeah. I think actually the the CTO of Ripple mentioned something to me because I think uh, the other person who's founded the company with actually had something to do with it. That um, there is a Web three C standard that is not used. That is a payments API, mm-hmm. and there's talk of um, the browser manufacturers, the main. Three, I suppose, maybe four. <laughs> um, and one of them is an advertising company. So, uh, actually, as members of the W3C, starting to implement this, which in theory makes an idea like Flatter more possible. Whether it's Flatter or not remains to be seen. But in theory, if if the Brave extension, if the Flatter extension, if whatever Google came out with the extension or whatever Apple came out with its extension feed into the same APIs. Mm-hmm it does make it more flexible for people. And if someone wants to switch from the Apple subscription thing to Flatter or back and forth, then it's easier because it's hooking into the same connection. Then this may be a step that's coming soon yeah. in that everyone will have their own idea to solve this problem, but because it's based on a standard, it's interchangeable as well. Mm-hmm. And that could be something interesting that's happening. And this is be this is actually being discussed in the W3C. So... Hopefully that will become something that's more standard and that's yeah, easier to uh, make absolutely. it accepted. You don't even and it's easy to make the browser extensions or have a browser that just does it. Yeah, and I mean like I think primarily easier for the people, right? Mm. Because well, exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 So. yeah. So I think I think things are changing, especially even you know, I, I this <laughs> so for example, I was in Dubai and you know, it's a famous oil making country. But they, oh, and Saudi Arabia too, but they've recognized that it's not going to last forever. So they've started heavily investing in solar. They see their competition and it's like, well, we won't let it defeat us, so we'll invest in it. And I think in some respects, Google see this coming too, maybe. Like advertising is becoming messier and messier. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point in the near future, it's going to be too much hassle for the revenue and we have to start looking at other ways. And this is, again, a, a strange thing of, like, if the major players kind of help you along that way, <laughs> it's sort of, you know... And know. So, and instead of, like, putting a wall. Yeah, there. exactly. So, yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I think this is, like, uh, one of the biggest problems to, to, to really get more is. people on board because really everyone is, yeah. just wants yeah. to do their own thing. <laughs> and then, I guess, just as a kind of come back to the company, do, and if so, how do Flatter and Adblock Plus connect in any way? Um, we we thought about like a future integration, yeah. right? Because yeah, it just makes sense to have them both. But for now, it's a very separate. You know, like we we want to to see how Flatter goes, and then um, eventually just merge 
uh, in the near future. But okay. that that will come with time. Yeah, and then that flips the narrative as well. Instead of we block ads, it's yeah. like we generate revenue for exactly. creators. Exactly, we, <laughs> we, we make the web more sustainable. We're, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess... Uh, What's what's the what's the plan? What's the roadmap for the next six months? For uh, what exactly? For so the company, the, okay. the products, new products. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, we we want to make sure you know, like we want to focus in a niche for Flatter. So that's where we met in the podcaster meetup. Yeah. Um, so focus on that and then uh, get feedback from people and then just try to grow and get more people on board as possible. And with that block plus, or is that fairly kind get, of get more people on yeah. board as well <laughs> from no, from the user side? No and from, new products planned, or that's keeping you busy enough? Uh, I think that's keeping us busy enough. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, uh, yeah, we have some like uh, innovative ideas for mobile, but yeah. that I will save for later. But, but actually, the, the interesting thing you mentioned about podcasts because uh, I'd be fascinated to know how that will work because most yeah. people don't listen to podcasts in a browser. Um, no, but we we do have like the yeah. um, the mobile um, what is it called prototype. So, okay. so for example, I use Overcast. Yeah, the, yeah, we we do want to facilitate yeah. that on mobile. On, it is weird because so that that's the plan. Up and, I think that Apple have proposed a new standard for podcasts. And I'm not sure if it's actually live or not. I think because Google, at the too. Mo- Google too. Yeah, because at the moment, the podcasting yeah, standard like is very exactly. lacking. It doesn't no, really give you... No, let's help the podcasters. Yeah, people always say, like, how many listeners do you get? It's like, well... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I give you a very, 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 very rough idea. <laughs> but, this is like, but that doesn't really tell you very much. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's interesting. It's, I think because it was basically a packaging of an old technology that um, now has had a surge in popularity. And I was like, hang on a minute, this really is lacking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's exactly>. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, anything important that we haven't mentioned that you want to make sure people know? Um, no, just to stay tuned. We have some news coming up about like mobile and okay. also to, uh, to flatter um, for podcasters and for mobile as well. So yeah, just, just keep. Oh, like app usage. That could be an interesting. Idea. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, that's Instead somehow. Of buying that's an app, so. Exactly. That was my interview with Rachel Bricardo, recorded live here in Berlin. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, you can find more details on gregariousmammal.com slash podcast. You can buy merchandise or donate to the show at gregariousmammal.com slash support. Maybe we should add a flatter link. And you can also continue the conversation on facebook.com slash gregariousmammal. I personally am Christian Chiller at christianchiller.com or on Twitter at Chinch. And until next time, thank you for listening.